This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Cheryl, would you say it's safe to say once again we're excited about this episode? Yes, <laughs> very excited. We, we, we're talking about Boy State today. Yeah, but most importantly, we're really getting into crying and crying <laughs> styles. <laughs> crying styles. <laughs> well, there's also a lot of um, testosterone throwing. Ew. In the, in the movie. Well, we talk about it. A lot yeah. in this uh, podcast. Yeah. And th- there's also a lot of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to like it. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid 2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five Furious Frogs Fiddling Faintly. Furious Frogs Fiddling Faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Welcome to Tig and Cheryl True Story. Thank you. Today we're talking about the documentary Boy State. Yes. Yes, we are. Uh, Boys State is a 2020 documentary directed by Jesse Moss and Amanda McBain. The film profiles Cheryl several Well, it teenagers. could be Jess Moss. It could be Jess. We're not sure. Yeah, we don't know. Okay. But J- Jess or or Jesse Moss. But what we do know for sure is that the yes. film profiles several teenagers. With Lots. widely varying backgrounds. Mm-hmm. As they campaign elected positions at Boy State, Texas. It's a mock government summer camp held annually in Austin, Texas. Boy State debuted at Sundance, where it won the grand jury prize. The film is distributed by Apple TV. Um, where do we begin? Yeah. There's a lot of boys, a lot of guys in this movie. There's a lot. I have to say, um, it, was, it was uncomfortable for me. Yeah. And I, and I like guys. Not yeah. not romantically, but no. I really I really like guys. But I think this was a little too guy centric. It was very guy centric. So the whole film is about, like we were saying, all these guys, seventeen year old 
boys, Mm -hmm. some 16-year-olds, but they're high school guys that go to Austin. And for one week, they immerse themselves into politics. And what's interesting... Well, they've clearly already immersed themselves into politics. They're they so, love politics. They love it. So for this week, this is they, like a comic con. Oh my gosh! For like political nerds, seventeen-year-old nerd yes. boys. <laughs> yes. Yes. So for that week, the whole week they focus on an election that happens at the end of the week to see who the governor of within Boise State. within that world that right group within of that boys. world so it's interesting because they're not really talking about politics that much it's really more about an election and by the way you know what it reminded me of <laughs> which probably shouldn't have um napoleon dynamite oh napoleon dynamite. i didn't see napoleon dynamite ah. but i i know I, I i get the vibe of it like super nerdy boys yeah it's like if napoleon dynamite and all of his friends Decided to get together for one hot, um, sweaty week. Not sexy hot. No. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. Just no. like Texas humid hot. Right. Uh, and they're trying to figure out how to win an election. And they're, it, it really clarifies what people like about politics, for me anyway. I think people want to be a part of a group. I think they want to belong. They want to feel like they're with like-minded people. And so... There's so many other places you can get that, though. Well, I know. It reminded me of football games. (laughs) Well, it feels like a gigantic fraternity. Hmm. And um, it's a lot of like... (gasps) Yeah. Grunting. Yeah, grunt. It's sweating, jumping... You wouldn't think it would have that much to do with politics. Well, that's what is so odd. I wondered, because they show at the beginning of the movie people like Cory Booker and um, right. Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh Bill, and Bill Clinton. Clinton had all gone to Boys, Boys uh, State. State. I was going to say Boys Town. Boys State. But were they also doing the Arsenio yeah. Hall? Oh, God, yeah, I think they were. Really? I think they were. Yes. I think that... That's it wasn't re- more civilized? Um, no, I'm sure it wasn't, no. Oh, no, okay. I mean, you, what do you think that Rush Limbaugh was more civilized when he was 17? Uh, listen, I don't think that is a civilized person, <laughs> but I'm... I'm you I'm, like you think that when he was 17, he was like, oh. Yes, Cheryl, I love <laughs> Rush Limbaugh, and I think he is an upstanding, <laughs> wonderful man, and the picture of well, civilized... So, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying those that time period, decades ago, were they really? And this is nothing against Arsenio Hall. I like no, Arsenio Hall, but he's, just the, ooh, 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 right that, that thing mindset of just you know pure. Isn't that what Arsenio would do? Like yeah, ooh, yeah, like, okay, yes, yes, that is. I mean, he still does it. I just saw him the other day. Where did you see Arsenio Hall? I can see your voice. Is he, he on that he was show? A, he was a guest panelist on I Can See Your Voice. He's such a lovely person. He's great. I saw Arsenio Hall. Oh, where did you see Arsenio Hall? Thank you for asking. <laughs> In Eddie Murphy's basement. Oh, well, that's Should we just not move cooler on to, than uh... I Can See Your Voice. <laughs> 
Wow. How is I Can See Your Voice going? It's going very well. Uh-huh. I think people are happy to have a fun escape because mm-hmm. it's insane. I mean, mm-hmm. when you watch the show, you're like, how does this make sense? And then I will tell Bobby, my husband, oh, it doesn't. Just enjoy the show. <laughs> well, watch your rating soar yeah, once I'm... our listeners hear this plug. <laughs> Okay, let's get back to Boys State for a second. So so what's interesting, too, is that it's in Texas, which is mm, a conservative place, mm-hmm. shall we say. And so the there most are... Most of go- Texas. Most of Texas. I mean, I think Austin's probably one of the... Houston's uh, pretty liberal, too. Is it? I mean, they had a, a gay woman who was mayor of Houston. Okay. That's hey, pretty... Hey, Houston. Progressive. I was going to say pretty gay. Oh, <laughs> But also progressive. (laughs) So there are boys that come from around the country, Mm -hmm. right? Around the country. And uh, and there aren't that many minorities in this film. No. So one of the characters, or guys, I guess I can say. I don't... Real people. Yeah, real real person. He's not like a character that somebody wrote, but his name is Renee. Mm -hmm. And he... And what's Renee's last name? Otero. 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 Tignotaro. Right. Oh. I think we might be related. <laughs> I like Renee. I loved Renee. I, I see a huge future for Renee. So let's listen to a clip of Renee just so you can get a little feel for who he is. Okay. I'm originally from Chicago. I was in a bubble. You know, everybody looked the same. Everybody had the same ideas. Everybody was mad at the same person. And then I moved down here, and that just feels super isolating, at the same time empowering, you know? Because it's like, I can be a delegate for black people here. And my mom was like, sounds conservative. Just let me know if you need to come home. I was like, it's fine. So I think I'm doing all right so far. And I've never seen so many white people ever. Oh, there it is. There it is. How does that get started? They're arm in arm, arm over shoulder, arm over shoulder, swaying back and forth. And what if you're 17 into politics and you go to boys state and then they say, oh, also, this is the thing we do. And that's not really for you. Well, I mean, I I know we're talking about Renee Otero, but right. Well, I think, you know, in the film, it it shows there is a scene where one of the guys says, oh, Let's do push-ups. And another guy said, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> See, I feel like if I were a 17-year-old boy, which yeah. people have accused me of being from a distance <laughs> as I inch up on 50, um, I feel like if I were interested in politics, 17-year-old boy headed to this, and somebody was trying to put me arm in arm and do the, oh, oh, I would say, um, you have to be kidding me. <laughs> There's no well, world where I would do that. I mean, it, it, this, it's a, it, listen, why this documentary is so interesting is because it's an experiment. Mm-hmm. So since 1935, the American Legion sponsored this program. And it's a week-long experiment in self-governance. Mm-hmm. Governance. Um, so... It's it's intriguing to watch these guys because a lot of them want to be leaders. 
the majority are followers. I was going to say and a lot are not leaders. A lot are not leaders. I would leaders. say Renee, to go back to Renee, Renee yes. is a leader. Yes. Renee is a serious leader. Yes, he is a serious leader. I don't think he's a push-up grunting guy, if you were I, about to say that. Don't, don't. I, I was but, not. Um, but I think that... Uh, that uh, but I would watch, agree. When you watch the film, some of them are just, they're so excited about leading the group, mm-hmm. but they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. So they just <laughs> will do any random crazy shit. Yeah. And, the, and yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> Girl, you go. What did you think of the um the heartthrob, the eighties heartthrob guy? Oh What was my, his what name? Was his name his name was Robert Robert. He has like a Robert he has McDougal. You know what was terrifying to me? Huh. You you like my him. you turned. No. Ah. My my spouse, Stephanie Allen. Yes. Told me she feels like that might have been her type in high school. Yeah. Well what do you it mean? was yeah. No, I get it. You too? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's the problem. It, it, he was interesting because here's this guy. He's like a good-looking white guy. Mm-hmm. He wants to be a leader. He wants to be in the spotlight, but he has no idea what he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So he is the guy that leads the chanting and the grunts and is desperately trying to come up with something catchy. <laughs> Yeah, he he doesn't have a knack for that. <laughs> he really doesn't. He yeah. really, but it doesn't stop him, and it does not slow him down. And I loved when people are trying to help him with his catchphrase and trying to <laughs> simplify things. And then he'd he'd nod like like got he got it. it, and then he'd throw another clunky long like a long like long people saying, who like politics and want to own guns should get sure together to like me <laughs> politics <Yeah. laughs> i mean it is it's also interesting how passionate these young guys are about politics it's crazy it was kind of crazy but at the same time like you're saying about comic-con I mean, if I went to Comic-Con, which I have been, thank you. I was on a show called Son of Zorn. Oh, boy. Here come all of her um, credits. I'm also doing I'm on Star Trek. voice on Three Below. Um, I'm also going to be in Army of the Dead, which will the be coming point out is, next year. And we've both been to Comic-Con. Comic-Con following. Followings. And you get there, and there are uh, crazy, weird people that are dressed head to toe in costumes and they are just walking around like it's Disney World and couldn't be happier. Mm. But you know, they're part of a group and they belong. You find your people. You find they you, you listen, water what does it say? Water rises to its own level? No. Settles Google it. Somebody Google it. Water seeks its own level. You're welcome. Whoa. What was that <laughs> deep Place that you water seeks to its own level. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we have to use about... that sound bite and see if we can get that to go viral. Oh, please. water seeks to its own level. <laughs> I was so proud of myself for remembering. Um, can we talk about Ben Feinstein for a second? Yes. So Ben is a a double amputee. 
Mm-hmm. It's interesting, his journey in this movie, because you see him before it starts, before mm-hmm. he goes to Boys State. When it, he's in the kitchen with his parents and his he, dad has his shirt off. Yeah, I was thrown <laughs> off by... I, I thought it was too. his brother. Oh, you think that was his dad? I think that was his dad. I mean, props to the dad. That is no For, dad bod. What? But I mean... It was weird. a weird Did choice. he not know there was a documentary crew in his house? <laughs> Can't throw a shirt on? Dad, <laughs> come on. And Ben is a, he's a Reagan lover. He's a political junkie. His dream is just to go to Boys State be a part of it. And at the beginning of the film, you're like, wow, I like this kid. Mm-hmm. Like he's really, nothing's going to stop him. Mm-hmm. Mm. And nothing does mm. stop him, Tig. Right. Nothing does Why stop Why do you him. say that? Well, listen, this whole podcast is a spoiler alert, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens at Boys State is the boys are divided into two groups. Did you call it a spoil alert? Spoil? <laughs> Did I? This whole podcast is a spoil alert. Maybe I don't know. I, I had just never heard that before, but I'm I'm happy to start using that. Well, also going to go viral. But so when the when the boys get there, they're divided into two groups randomly. Mm-hmm. The Federalists and the Nationalists. Was it random? I didn't catch that part. Wasn't it random? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then these guys just dig in and act like their group is the best group ever and they're going to annihilate the other group. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? What are you even? You're not standing for anything. It's like, yeah, but we're gonna get them, right? And so uh, Ben turns out to be one of the what was his a chairman. So he was, he was really developed into this leader who became very important in the whole race for governor. I have to say, um, and I don't mean to come down on Ben. This was you can. He deserves it. Let's be honest. He's a child. Cheryl. Well, he's a a young adult. It's not just Ben. It was a lot of people in this movie. And I, again, wondered if, was it like this when Dick Cheney and Cory Booker? Hold on. No, you don't know what I'm about to say. Okay. So many of these guys overused the word like. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Constantly. And I kept thinking how unfortunate it is. And I, I use the word and I, I try really hard to be aware and eliminate it as much as I can. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guilty of using it. But looking down the road <laughs> and picturing one of these people becoming governor or president and, and it's, and like, and I was telling him like, you know, dude, like you gotta, what do you? Well, it's funny that didn't stand out to me as much because I have a 16 year old daughter uh-huh. and that's how she talks. Is she getting into politics? Mm, I don't think so. My four-year-old has started saying like. It's a hard habit to break, too. I don't know I don't know how it starts, but it's a hard habit to break. Yeah. It reminds me of the Chicago song, Hard Habit to Break. How does that go? Well, I'm not going to sing it. Yeah, I'm not going to be like <laughs> the Boy State fellas that chime <gasps> in together singing. Okay. Singing Home Sweet Home. By Motley Crue, the most poorly sung version of Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home. Can we see if we can play that for the people at home? Team Garza! (laughs) 
beautifully, beautifully sung. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of spirit. They, they do. Have... <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of uh, um, group spirit mm-hmm. about n- nothing. Nothing. They're they're cheering about nothing. They're talking about nothing. They're giving speeches about nothing. About truly <laughs> nothing. I kept thinking I was missing something in now, the moving. I'm sure I missed so many things. Well, um, I mean, no, but 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 after like an hour about an hour ten into it, did was it not clearer what the movie was about? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just saying the um the the speeches and the it was like putting on you know daddy's clothing and playing a a role, but yeah, you don't really have a a job to go to or a spouse. Yeah, it was it's strange that the mm. whole week is about a campaign and an election. about this episode is brought to you by philo do you love tv do you love saving money then philo is your solution philo has shows movies and live tv for just 25 dollars a month you can even try it for free with their seven day free trial no contracts no commitments no hassles just a better way to watch tv never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries where is wendy williams or classics such as friends if you can't get enough tv then there's no better way to watch philo has more than 70 channels like bet mtv and amc and the best part you can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial sign up today at philo.tv slash pop pods that's p-h-i-l-o.tv slash p-o-p-p-o-d-s to get 50 percent off your first month delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs a gripping murder mystery starring academy award winner russell crowe now available on digital Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Nothing. 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 But but let's circle back to Ben for a okay. second because okay. he he gets up and gives a speech to the Federalists. So he uh-huh. was assigned to be a Federalist and he gave a very passionate speech. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to that. Federalists, right? I'd like to tell you gentlemen a story. A lot of y'all might have seen my arm, right? It's not normal. It's a little small. It's a little shriveled, right? It's a little damaged. The truth is I've had a lot of surgery on this arm and I'm actually missing both of my legs as well, right? I'm a bilateral amputee. And the reason I mention this is because I know what hard work means. I know what progress means. I know what faith means. I had to relearn how to walk. I lost my legs at age three to meningitis. I know how to push forward towards a goal I want. Our 
are they chanting? <laughs> what are they chanting? And how they, do they all know? Oh, Federalists. How do they all know what? Just, what? I would be at such a loss the whole time I'm there. I would be looking around. What are we saying? Oh, well, that brings me to, there was a moment in the, there was a moment in the film where they're at a rally. The whole thing is a rally. And one of the guys is giving a very impassioned speech. And he says, uh, he chants something like, uh, what are we going to do tomorrow? <laughs> Let's see if we have it. What are we going to do tomorrow? And listen to what the crowd says. All right, Federalist. What are we going to do tomorrow? <laughs> they, don't know what them, to, right? they don't know what they're supposed to yell about. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Some people are pulling <laughs> out their calendars. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we, we going to do tomorrow? People are like, um, uh, <laughs> this is what lunch. I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going for a jog. <laughs> I mean, it was so insane. And so I felt like the beginning of this documentary was it, it, it was, you know, you're just getting used to the players and the people. And then, and then after there's an election and people have been elected to mm -hmm. run against each other, then I. I think I think it really became clear what the film is about and what the statement it was making. I mean, one of the best characters, I'll mm -hmm. call him a character too. Real person. Is, a real person is Steven. Right? Steven Garza. Garza? Steven Garza, yeah. So Steven Very touching story. Oh his mom was an illegal immigrant for a while came to this country, worked really hard. Mm -hmm. And and then when he's going to get on the bus, like all the other boys, everyone's parents are there high-fiving them and tearful goodbyes. And Stephen put his own suitcase under the bus and didn't have his parents. He was the first one there. Yeah. And then one of the American Legion guys said, oh, your parents aren't here. And he said, no, they're working. Yeah. And he, Stephen was there to listen to the other guys to see what was important to them he he really wanted to unite the two sides mm -hmm. and he about nothing <laughs> the two sides that were so angry opposed. at each other opposed <laughs> about nothing about nothing and and then the and then um you know in contrast to Robert, the the good-looking push-up guy, who the he, '80s heartthrob. Yeah, he just he wants to win, man, and mm -hmm. he's gonna wait and see what everybody wants to hear, and then he's gonna say what they want to hear. And they have to they they have to get thirty signatures, even to be able to qualify for this election. And Robert goes out and gets thirty signatures like that, like, hey, man. You know, arms around random guys. Dude, dude, oh, sign up, oh, sign up. Oh, oh. <laughs> and Stephen is going around all night listening to people, talking to them. Struggling well, to get 30. Yeah, but he did it. But he got it. He did it. Oh, so let's listen to Stephen. We have a clip of, his, of him talking about his background. Okay. Definitely my upbringing has led to where I am today. 
My mom worked at a gas station. She was undocumented for a time. She is what I think the American dream should be. An immigrant who started from the bottom, worked her way up, and is living a, a okay life in America. I am third oldest. I am the first one to get past freshman year of high school. Uh, I'm on the course to be the first one to graduate from high school. So it's almost like uh, I have to succeed. You know, a parent telling you that they're proud of you is probably one of the most amazing things you could ever hear in your entire life. That was for sure very sweet and touching. Yes. Do you think it was heavy handed from the filmmakers? I mean, we didn't really hear about other people's parents, but then perhaps that's because the other guys didn't. Well, probably the other guys just had uh, not not to lump everyone into a generic life, but as you said earlier, it, there wasn't a huge. Um, it wasn't a diverse group, and not mm -hmm. that you can't struggle <laughs> as um, uh, a white guy. You know, people obviously have their different struggles. But um, probably the filmmakers came across Stephen's story and honed in on it and yeah, and uh, made something of it. Right, because, because at some point, I, I think the, the film takes a turn when the two sides vote for their leaders mm -hmm. and then all hell breaks loose. Stephen is, um, Stephen runs, runs against Robert, the heartthrob guy, um, to see who's going to run for governor from his party. And, um, and you, you start to see the strategies and sort of, you know, what politics is all about. Robert's just going out in front of a crowd saying, hey, I'm strong and I'm loud and I, I can get people going and let's do this. Mm -hmm. And Stevens comes out and says, I'm going to listen to everybody. I'm going to unite us and find the things that we have in common. And, you know, once again, once again. they're not going to be doing any of this. But the idea that yeah. that this is what they're running on, um, it was interesting. It, it's, you know, it turns into what will you do to win? And will you do anything? And so between, I mean, at one point, do we have this? Oh, yeah, Robert, so the heartthrob, he is actually listening to Stephen giving a speech. And Stephen is a really gifted speaker. He mm -hmm. speaks from the heart. He's a very smart guy. And um, it's interesting because I, I remember he was he said he was influenced by um, or inspired by Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. And I would say at times his speech pattern, not that it all comes out in speech pattern, but was more like Barack Obama. Yeah, than, measured, a little yeah. more measured. It yeah. wasn't like that sort of uh, Bernie unbridled. Sanders. <laughs> yes. We're but, going uh, to do this. <laughs> and if we don't do this, then this other thing will happen. <laughs> I'm from Vermont and my name is Bernie Sanders. I'm not known for my impressions, but now no. I will be. But now I, I don't think be. so. I and don't think, I but anyway. Be. But at one point, Robert is so moved by Stephen's speech mm -hmm. that he's thinking I think I'm going to um, step down from the race out. 
and endorse Stephen because mm-hmm. he really is standing for something and I I can see it, I appreciate it, and he's he's saying something meaningful. I have and to then, say I was a yeah. little surprised with all the bravado that Stephen has. I was a little surprised how quickly he pivoted and um and and was willing to step down. Yes. It was interesting because that's when you see another side of him and you think, oh, wow, okay. I thought he was going to really fight it to the end. I thought it was going to be. Right. When I say I thought it was going to get ugly, again, nothing was happening. So (laughs) (laughs) it can only get so ugly. But it Um, actually, it does feel like it could potentially get violent. Oh yes, because they're there. It's just that you know, a Lord of the Flies type of situation where p- these guys are just dropped. They weren't on an island, clearly, but they were. They were all living together and getting together, and just some of them were doing what they thought they should be doing, and then others were, just you know, having a great time, saying, "Oh, if I'm elected, I'm gonna." ban pineapple pizza right and you know then the, then it would be like pizza pizza and i'm just sitting there thinking what <laughs> what are we watching <laughs> oh what was the other one there was another ridiculous uh what was oh that one of the boys said um if he was elected he would have the letter w oh pronounced right. as w W. That's right. That that would that was his um, platform, his political platform. That's how much nothing <laughs> was going on. There was there was nothing going on for a while. But but then Robert, let's go back to Robert for a second because Robert, so he's having this moment saying, "Okay, I get it. Like Stephen is uh, talented, and he clearly is on a, a good path." And Robert thinks that these guys want to hear about how everyone should uh, be able to own a gun and there shouldn't be gun control and we should ban abortions. Mm-hmm. So he get, he gives this speech to these guys and then we hear this like a, a private conversation. He says this. I'm, I'm pro-choice. I'm having voiced that very loudly. I realize that sometimes you can't win on what you believe in your heart. That, sometimes that is a minority opinion. You can't win on a minority opinion in a democracy. It's a morally questionable thing to, to lie in politics. It really is. I wish politicians were more truthful, but but getting here certainly gave me a new appreciation for why politicians lie to get into office. I love that he says, I'm not going to lie after that. I know. I do like that he says, I'm not going to lie about lying. Yeah, which means he was lying. But what's interesting is... At some point, he, Robert, even said m- maybe the idea is to lie to to the people to say what they want to hear so they'll elect you so then you can make change. Really get your point out there. But that doesn't really ca- come to light in this. No. And no. I don't think it really happens that often. No. The infiltration that he's indicating yeah he seems to 
I, I don't even know. It it honestly, as we continue to talk about this, I'm caught, <laughs> I'm caught in between feeling like we're talking about our favorite TV show and we're just those kind of people that don't, can't tell that these people aren't real, even though these people are real. You know, when people love a TV show and they talk about the cast members of, or like on Curb Your Enthusiasm, people right. talking about Cheryl and Larry. So do you think Robert was really running for governor? Well, no, I'm just saying <laughs> when I'm talking about him, I'm caught between feeling like we're gossiping about ah. our favorite TV characters yeah. to, oh my gosh, we're attacking children. I know. It's a 17-year-old <laughs> boy. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> It's true. It's, it's true. It's a funny feeling. You're right, because it's it, it's easier to think about it as fiction. I mean, it's just like, listen, it's like it's like the documentaries that we've seen about murder. And you're watching it. And you're thinking, oh, my God, she killed her husband and fed him to the tigers. And what it's like, movie That's... was that? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like when you think about it. That's a hideous thing to say about somebody. And how do we know? We're, we, you know, we don't know the facts. And these people yes, have families. We <laughs> oh yes, God. we do. Dig. <laughs> okay, listen. So in Boy State, yes, once again, spoiler do. alert, Robert runs against Stephen. Wait, I thought we were using spoil alert. Spoil alert. Okay. Oh, see, it just runs together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Spoil alert. It's like W. Yeah. Ew. So they run against each other. Mm-hmm. And um, Robert does not step down. He does not step down. As a matter of fact, he asks Stephen to speak first. Yep. And he and then Robert goes up next and basically attacks whatever Stephen just said. But it was a beautiful part uh, moment in the movie because Stephen was elected. And then on the other side, um, the Nationalists. I, I keep confusing the Nationalists and the Federalists because... Me too. There's it feels no... so Civil War. Ugh. Yeah. Just Nationalist and... <laughs> it's weird. And on the other side, so Renee, circling back to Renee. Yes. Renee is um, elected to be the chairperson for I don't know the Federalists, and so he, he and Stephen are a team now. And then on the other side is Ben, mm-hmm. and now there's sort of a new character that was introduced, um, Eddie. Yeah. So Eddie is also a Eddie's the Italian guy, white guy. Yeah, he's the Italian guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His well, I mean, his parents. I thought he said immigrated from yes because he watched Stephen give a speech about his about his mom mm-hmm. and people responded to it so he decided oh my parents immigrated from Italy too can can you feel Mama that uh, nope he did not <laughs> a pizza. I hope we, I a hope we edit bowl. that <laughs> nope. no, no. once gonna... again this is a young boy you're talking about and you're you know making fun of his Italian heritage I'm Italian a notaro my father's name was Pasquale. Really? Yes, Pasquale oh. Notaro. What do, what do people call him for short? Uh, Pat. Ooh. Really? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see how you get Pat from Pasquale. I didn't. 
I was born and people already were, they were calling him Pat. Okay. You know, he was, he was country folk in Mississippi. There's, oh, yeah, that's, that's Pat. It's, that's it's little Pat. Little, oh. There's did he little have an Pat. Ita- did he have an accent at all? No. Southern? No. Southern? Yeah. But not Italian? No. You're making it sound like your dad was very Italian and I don't think he was. Listen, I'm not <laughs> trying to make it anything that it wasn't. I'm telling you. I am also Italian, okay. and I'm saying Notaro is Italian, and I'm saying my father's name was Pasquale, and they called him Pat. How Italian am I trying to? Don't <laughs> scrunch up your, not your ugly face, but don't make an ugly face about my father's name. Pat, little Pat, running around Mississippi. Okay. That's not me. I didn't say back in the home country. <laughs> you did. You were talking about meatballs. Uh, I, was Italian. About, I was talking about Eddie. I was saying, ah, it's a meatball. It's right. A mom, like, a you, like you understand. No, his. nobody's listening thinking I know Italian. <laughs> because I'm saying a meatball. That actually sounds Russian. Meatball. I've never heard a Russian. Now, uh, here we go. Say meatball, which is ridiculous. Also, thing to say because of course Russians like meatballs. Listen. Oh, can I tell you one of my favorite? (laughs) Of course. Oh. oh. What is your favorite? What are the things that I loved about Robert? Circling Mm -hmm. back to Robert just for one second. There's a lot to love. There's a lot to love. And when he was writing his speech, Uh he said, "I want to say." This isn't about dick measuring, but I can't say dick measuring. And they were like, I don't think you should. He's like, what about penis measuring? They're like, that's I don't. where he's not good at pitching ideas. <laughs> it's hard to believe he didn't win this election. <laughs> Spoil alert. <laughs> but by the way, you know how we talk about in these documentaries, what sometimes there's like one little moment uh-huh. that you have to look for there was one little moment where one of the guys a guy that we don't know like one of the random guys walking down the sidewalk and there's a turtle by the sidewalk and he stops to pet it well also oh i thought you were gonna say what that means you know i'll tell you what i think it means i think it means (laughs) the director or Mm -hmm. camera person Uh, likes little animals out in the wild because they also stopped, remember, and focused on a squirrel that was just standing in the mm. grass. And I thought Wait. when I saw that, I would do that. If I was making a film and I saw a little squirrel stop and look over at the camera, I would think, well, this needs to go in the film. And then if I saw a little turtle. You'd stop and pet it? And film it, yes. I mean, it's it was very sweet, but I don't know that turtles can feel someone petting their shell and i'm listen i'm not judging i'm just saying it was odd i feel like you're trying to find something to get upset about (laughs) and there is absolutely no reason to be upset in the midst of all that's going on in boys state State. that somebody stops and pets a turtle but that the camera operator would not only would the camera operator film that, but then they kept it in. They kept it in. The editor I'm put it in. You, the directors, would... both of the directors, were like, "Yes." And Sundance awarded this movie from the turtle petting best jury. Best. I'm yes, best jury. Oh, <laughs> um, 
I'm telling you, I would do that. Can I tell, listen, if you're listening mm -hmm. to this, and clearly people and I am. are, if for no other reason, mm -hmm. you should watch this film for the talent show auditions. Yeah. Because there's a talent show in the middle. At lacking the, talent. At the end. Completely lacking talent. At the end of the week. There is a talent show and just the auditions, the one guy that's doing like contemporary dance. There's one guy, the the American Legion. There were a few is there was someone that could sing. Yes. That we get we somebody we get to that see. could do a Rubik's Cube. Which is an odd talent, it's a talent. on a stage. It's a talent. Um but I did I love the French horn player. But no, the audition, my one of my favorite moments in this film. When the guy is standing there and and the two guys from the American Legion, one of them says, they're, they're sort of judging to see who gets in. And he says to the 16-year-old boy standing there, he goes, listen, you're going to be in front of 500, 1,000 people. So you really, whatever you're doing, you have to do it big. Right. You're going to be on stage. And the guy stands there and then he sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> He's human. <laughs> He is human. It was like, that's why it reminded me of Napoleon Dynamite. I'm like, what? How does that, how, how did that happen? Look, look, I, when I was filming One Mississippi, I remember being in the middle of a scene in the New Orleans airport and one of our extras got a huge, huge case of the hiccups. And it was <laughs> the funniest thing <laughs> Because we had to hold up shooting. And trying to get rid person. of the hiccups? Were people this trying to... This person was sitting on a bench <laughs> right near where the shot is. And it, <laughs> he was like... <laughs> <laughs> One of those kind of deep hiccups. What did you guys do? What did you We have? had to wait it out. And I, did, <laughs> I thought it was the funniest moment. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I loved it and I wanted to actually have that in the scene <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay listen back to boys state you guys if you do watch the film or you watch the film and you missed any of these moments the turtle petting the sneeze, you should go back and fast forward to those moments. Sundance said yes to Sundance, all of this stuff. Sun, Sundance loved... So, what, so listen, what happens is you have Renee, who is... He's also very gifted. You know, he's a, he's a great speaker. He's... He's highly intelligent. Very intelligent. So he and and uh, Stephen are working together, and they're, they want to win this election... Mm -hmm. um, because of who they are and what they stand for. And meanwhile, um, nothing's going on. Eddie, <laughs> Eddie and Ben just want to win it. Especially mm -hmm. Ben. Ben yeah. is so, he gets Ben's down and dirty mm -hmm. and decides to smear Renee with the pizza sauce. And... <laughs> no, that's Eddie. That's, that's Eddie. Please, that's not Ben. That Did you say Ben? I got confused. I said Ben is trying to smear Renee. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're I, not I, even. I meant Eddie. I, I'm sorry. By the way, I liked Eddie fine. Eddie was fine. 
A pizza pie. Oh, nope. Um, but, you know, he really agreed to Ben's campaign style, which was just mm-hmm. like light, cheat, and steal to win. Mm-hmm. They're there to right. win. <laughs> to win of the course. election. <laughs> to they win the want to come out on top. <laughs> but it's interesting because while you're watching it, you're thinking you can't help but think about, you know, politics and our candidates and our politicians and how they got there. And sometimes it's the loudest voice in the room that people are attracted to. It's... I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> it's somebody who's acting like they have the answers. And, it, you know, they talk about it openly in this documentary where these boys are, are like, listen, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. It's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about if it's true. Uh, and not every boy has that philosophy but once again spoiler alert spoiler alert what <laughs> what why I did don't you know. pull that accent out in between, spoiler alert. between one mississippi and italy I, that's what came out a pizza pie <laughs> uh, mama's uh, no, please. sauce no, please don't. i mean this whole week is leading up to this election you're very invested everybody's very invested are you were you really invested well i was very curious i was very curious to see who was going to win i would leave it at that i was curious Curious. i was not very invested well the i yes i was curious did you have well we'll tell people what happened i'll tell you i wanted to just move on in life and get uh steven and renee out working yeah, same you know that's i want uh, I, them... I wasn't fully invested in yes. the movie i was just more like okay dying to see have... what they're gonna do yeah with their lives let's just let's have a follow-up yes so just to you know let... actually i'd like to see what um robert is, is doing too yeah i mean after he drove off in his truck that got repainted because he he invested in bitcoin but look and he made a lot of money and the election happens flames the election happens truck and an american American flag on the back and uh it turns pretty dirty Mm -hmm. and uh steven loses um eddie wins and did you did you feel emotional i did not in that moment uh-huh. But the moments when these 17-year-old boys were coming up to Stephen and in a uh-huh. very genuine way, looking him in the eye and saying, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you did. I appreciate crying. who you they are. Were they were crying. That's when I started, like, getting emotional. And then when Stephen called his mom. Yeah, that was. Did you cry? I didn't cry, but I felt a lot. I felt. I thought you were going to say I felt alive. (laughs) You felt. Why would I feel alive seeing a young boy? I don't know. It got me. It got me. It was very sweet because he called. And then when he says, "I hope I made you proud." Oh my! And then when you can tell his mother asked if if there was something that happened. Oh wait, let's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no. I let's let's listen to Stephen. And let's I don't mean to cut you off at mid thought. 
It's fine. Okay. But don't ever do it again. <laughs> I swear to God. No, um, listen, I'm not crying because I lost. <laughs> I'm crying because my senior assholes are keep coming up to me and hugging me <laughs> and telling me how proud they are. So, <laughs> I'm proud of what I was able to do here. I'm proud of the friends I made, proud of the race that I ran. No, nothing bad, Mama. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, why are you laughing? I thought I, I'm. Look, my glasses are fogging up because I can't. It's making me cry all over again, and I'm. I can't watch a. Uh, I can't watch a guy cry. It's Does that make you uncomfortable? It makes me um, so emotional. Like, like even the Super Bowl or something, and they all cry. It's. It makes you cry. Yeah, it does. It does. If there is a football player. Yeah. That's out there yes. tackling other men, and then he wins the award yeah. for throwing the ball. Yeah. And then he says afterwards, well, I, I, uh, you, you cry. I do, because what they don't earth? want to cry. Guys don't want to cry, Tig. So when they do cry, they are so overcome with emotion Except one time I was on a date. This is a long time ago. And like how long ago? This was like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Point no, I'm curious. How long ago? Probably 30 years ago. Oh, my God. How old are you? I'm 102. Anyway. Oh, happy <laughs> I was on a date. And we were watching a movie. And yes, the movie, I don't remember what movie it was. So wait, you were 70? I was 70 at the time. Okay, okay. And uh, there was an emotional moment in the movie. Uh And I look over and my date is crying, which is fine. But what's weird is he didn't wipe the tear. He wanted to make sure I saw it before he wiped it. And I was like, ugh. What if he's listening? (laughs) He actually... It it would not surprise me, but I liked it. I liked him. I liked this guy. Okay. But he really he needed to, for me to know that he was crying. And how soon into your relationship with Bobby did you see him cry? <laughs> and did he wipe his tear away? Um, it might be shocking to you, but he's not a big crier, Bobby. You've never seen him cry. I I have seen him cry, but it was certainly at a very um, tragic moment. Yeah, you know where he could not, and and yeah. there was no need to, you know, be stoic. But yeah, but it takes a great deal. It's not gonna. Be, I've never seen him cry in a movie theater. I was watching, you know, the uh, that movie Bjork was in the um, Dancer in the Dark. Oh yeah. Did you see that? I don't think so. It's it's really good. You would know. It's okay. intense. It's I, I can't even believe how great her performance was. She was wearing that swan dress yeah. the whole movie. No, she was. Come on. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> um Did she ever do anything after that movie? Not acting. She okay. said she had no interest in ever acting again. Wow. It, it was it was a It was a what's it called? Tour de No, it was like a It was it was her, a her great swan song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go um, ahead. 
I was at that movie on a date with my ex-girlfriend. This was about 20 years ago, about <laughs> 10 years after your 70th birthday. <laughs> and I was on a date with my girlfriend at the time, and we were watching, we were at the movie theater watching Dancer in the Dark. And at the very end, it's so intense. And I could just hear all of the sobbing and yeah. sniffling in the audience and I turned to my girlfriend and I said oh my gosh do you hear everybody crying and she turned and said are you not <laughs> we were on such different <laughs> I, I thought I was having a moment of oh wow can you hear that can you hear everybody and she was, she had tears <laughs> streaming down her face, just sobbing. <laughs> Are you not? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. I mean, it was so sad. It was very intense. Mm. But um, but that's like, have you ever seen Les Mis? Les no. Miserables. Well, by the time I saw it in New York, all my friends had seen it. Nobody would even go to see it with me because they'd already seen it. So I went by myself. And I'm sitting. That sounds fun. Listen, I'm an independent. How old were you? I was uh, 82. <laughs> and, and I went to this show and I'm sitting there and the problem with me and crying is if I get going, much like laughing, I can't, it like goes off the chart pretty quickly. Really? And so. Now, is there a siren at your house or yes, mine? It's me. Okay, let's. Have a moment of sirens. Oh, I just made that up. <laughs> That's good. I don't a want moment you... of sirens. I don't want you to ever say that again. Oh, oh. it's never going away. <laughs> okay, so you cry. And so you I'm at, I'm at the show by myself, crying. Yeah, at the end of the show, you know, most people are wiping away a single tear, and mm. I alone. Like the weird lady alone in the theater that's like, <laughs> I was, I was really, I was trying to get it together enough to walk out because I, I didn't want to walk out like trying to catch my breath. It was so, it was such a weird moment and people are like scooting by me, which was, I didn't know what was worse. Like if I'm standing. Nobody was hugging you. <laughs> No, okay, listen. Back to I am the I am I just so you yes. know you're not a crier. Up. Stoic. Forget no, I it. cry. I mm. I cry more than Stephanie cries. Well, mm. I think we're actually tied these days. I think she's gotten more comfortable with it. <laughs> but um but I am the kind of crier where there is <laughs> there is no sign it's coming. I will just <laughs> It's a burst in I, the tears. Oh burst my, in the tear not like I a little I am a burst into tears crier, <laughs> and I hate that about myself because I will just be talking about something, and then I will be overcome with tears, and then burst into tears, bottom lip flips down, <laughs> every ugly part of my face presents itself immediately, I'm hyperventilating, and, uh, and then... I wrap it up very quickly. Oh, I can't. Yeah. It's hard for me to no, wrap it up. Yeah. I mean. Well, and I think it's very interesting, too, when somebody's crying 
and then another person starts crying. Ah. Uh how the original crier can't really continue to cry because now you have to give the floor to the person that, that is just joined true. in with crying. Yes, that's true. It's such an interesting thing because rarely <laughs> do you see two people hyperventilating <laughs> crying. You always have yeah, you, you always have, have to give the floor. <laughs> you have to give them the floor. And then and then once you kind of crack again, they give you the yes, floor. Yes, give and, and take. That's true. I've never thought of that before. Well, you know, I'm, uh, I notice things that hmm. are necessary. Okay, listen. Boys State. I cried. Mm-hmm. You cried talking about yeah, crying. Yeah, so, because Stephen really got me. And, you know, the the idea of this film, like I... Now, wait a minute. I want to yeah. move on. Okay. But I'm wondering, if you saw me cry, <laughs> I know I'm not a man, but you wouldn't cry. No, you would probably I would be strong laugh. for you. <laughs> no, you'd probably laugh because I've described that I'm a burst into tears. That crier. is true. So you probably would be there for me, but you would also kind of start to break and smirk. My my problem is when people get mad, it makes me laugh, which is not a reaction that anybody wants. And when somebody says something do like, "Do you do that in your marriage?" <laughs> Bobby hardly, I, Bobby hardly ever gets mad. I okay. mean, I don't know how he does it, but he doesn't get mad. Well, do you get mad often? Oh, I got, I got so mad yesterday. <laughs> I don't want to go into. Do I tell girlfriend? It's so dumb. Okay, please. This is listen. You You're know, somebody I have a hard time picturing. I don't get mad very often. Yeah. So, so tell me. Walk well, me through it. our house is full of p- people, right? Kids. Yeah. Like young adults. Sure. It's full of people. Yeah. And there's a leak in the shower. Okay. And we're already down a shower. Oh, and there Cheryl. Are... <laughs> you poor thing. So the guy comes out and I was like, what's what's wrong with it what do you mean the guy you know well i wasn't here when the uh-huh. original plumber came out oh. but the plumber came out and said the op <laughs> the op yeah and he he said yes i'm it could just be that it's not sealed properly or there or it could be a bigger problem so then somebody else was called and this guy came out and was like well i think we could take out all the tile and cut a hole in the floor and see Uh-oh. what, and I was like, Cheryl's about to lose. It. <laughs> I was, I called my sister. I I called my sister, Doctor Becky Hines. Doctor Becky Hines, and I'm like, why am I the person in charge of the plumbing at my house? I don't want to be the person. I don't. But know. wait, why is Doctor Becky Hines because in Becky, charge of you? She's because she's very um, level headed, and she knows me very well, and she's mm-hmm. like. Okay. She's like, because you care more than anybody in this house. Everybody in uh-huh. this house would be like, I don't know what they would do. Just let it, just let the pipes burst and like it's somebody else's problem. But everybody yeah. in this house, it's somebody else's problem. So that turns into my problem. So I'm like, why am I the, I don't want to be the plumbing person. I want to be the p- person who's like, oh my God, can somebody get my suitcase? <laughs> it's heavy. But I'm not. I'm the person who's worried about. P- and where's Bobby? Bobby is very, 
He's very busy. He has other things to worry about. I, w- I have other things to worry about. He's sailing. Let's be honest. He was sailing. <laughs> He's very sweet. He actually, How- he, he like listened to me because I yelled and he's like, we'll never use that shower again. I'm like, that's not solving Get, the problem. Let, me, let, me, let us hear what it really sounds like when you yell. Please. <laughs> Do you really? Yes, yes. I want to it's hear. It's like this. I want you to like act. Really use okay, your this acting is me. skills. Okay. And you really, okay. you are mad. Okay. And I'm patient, Bobby, just getting okay. off the sailboat. Okay. Do I know anything about plumbing? No. Why am I the one that has to decide if we're going to go into construction on our house during a pandemic? So now our house, well, there's going to be jackhammer in the shower every morning and then they're gonna tear up the floor and then what we don't even know what the problem is something like that that's it i was furious that's that is so nothing is it not so nothing i mean i wasn't yelling at him i was yelling at the situation i would never yell i'm talking about when people are like like that kind of like snapped loose cannon you don't do that, huh? I don't do... I mean, yours I mean, is that... more like, how am I supposed to know right. when blah, blah, blah? Yeah, right. sure. But, but all... Yes. I still feel like I could have walked in on you and Bobby in that conversation. And have been and like, hey, what's laughing. up? Yeah. Oh, I don't know like, how he doesn't laugh. Hey, goofballs. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. Up? If I was watching that conversation, I'd be like, whoa, yeah. someone's real upset about title. <laughs> You know, because it's hilarious. Would you walk by and kind of stick your head in and say that? Oh, someone's upset about tile. When was your plumbing problem? It's happening now. There's now. Don't don't yell at me. There is now. You're off the hinges. There's now a homemade sign on my shower that says, this is broken. That is what's happening now. Don't look on your back because someone taped a sign that says the same thing. I um, am. It broke my spirit. We are off track. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap okay. it up. All right. Let's wrap it up. Well, Tig, not every story has a happy ending, but every episode of True Story does. And it's time for our Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Let me ask you this. Okay. Would you suggest t- this movie to someone? Look. Yeah. <laughs> I think plenty of people... I This documentary was recommended to me left and right. Yeah, same. I, I would say, yeah, watch it. Because there are some inspiring kids... And I'm excited for them. I'm excited for their future. Well, that that, and that is one of the things that I really appreciated about this film is there was, at the end, there were moments where you could see what the kids are doing now. And yes. I thought that was, that's always so gratifying. I think. I'd like to hear if you would recommend this movie. Oh, it depends on who, to whom I was speaking. Like, I think it's so male-centric that I probably have some female friends that would lose interest mm-hmm. just because it's just like i'm i if there was a if this was girls state and it was all girls i don't know mm-hmm. i have guy friends that would be like oh i don't i can't connect i know i guess this movie made me feel girlier than i normally do <laughs> <laughs> because i was like this is 
There's a lot this of testosterone. Lo- yeah. And yeah. again, I re- I'm close with so many guys and I really like men and guys. This isn't men and- at their best. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you think was the, t- what do you think was the main idea in this film? <sighs> you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. I thought there were two main ideas. One was about politics, that there are different approaches to politics. Some mm-hmm. politicians are coming from a genuine place and want to make a change and want to be a part of the conversation. And then it's almost felt like the majority is just there for the a group. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the group <laughs> excitement of it. And it doesn't have anything to do about with politics. And it's okay to lie, and that's part of the game. Well, yeah, it feels misguided in a lot of different ways that um, that the group and the mentality. Yes, just that they it it has a group, you know, group thinking just takes on a different personality and becomes its own animal, if you will. Um, and then and then the other idea I think of this film was. You know, when, when you're watching Steven, just just the idea of making your mother proud of you is what yeah. life is all about and who you really are. And it wasn't about winning. It was about the experience. And that, for me, was really nice. And I think that's probably why people respond to this film the way they do. Because mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought the filmmakers did a very good job articulating that. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, and who of all those people, who would you invite to dinner? Oh, I think for sure uh, Renee. Renee, yeah. Yeah. He Renee. was fantastic. I want to yeah. see, I want to see more of Renee. Well, yeah, he's so just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, he's one of those people where you, it's not just having such a tremendous vocabulary, but also insightful, quick, smart. Um, I just, I'm so interested to see where Renee ends up in this life. Yeah, it's interesting too, because at the beginning of the film, he was a, you know, he was a little more buttoned down, you mm-hmm. know, tra- trying to fit in with everybody. And then mm-hmm. by the end of it, he was like, okay, here's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. He was like really going off and you're like, could not wait to see what he was going to do next. Yeah. Okay. Tig, we have to go. We have to go. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. Thank you for um, continuing to tune in. Um, our numbers are growing every week and we have a solid following. And we started with a solid following the first week. They know. Yeah. I feel like you're preaching to the choir. They know that they're already listening. I know, but I'm saying thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank yes. you all thank you for, for showing listening. up. Yeah. I'm not I'm not bragging or I'm just it saying sound to like all of this. Well, let me brag then. From day one, we had a solid following, which are the people I'm talking to right now. Thank you for being there. Same. Thanks for telling your friends. Same. And if you're looking for another podcast to listen to. No. Oh. Oh, go well, ahead. No, go ahead. Don't, don't ask Tig is my podcast without Cheryl, but she is on one episode. That's right. And I've had other guests like Will Farrell and Sarah heard Cooper, Glennon Doyle, all sorts of really people. Nice. Ira Glass. 
Anyway, check out Don't Ask Tig. Okay. Um, and uh, and I can see your voice on Fox. Yeah, great. Let's do it again sometime. Let's do it again sometime. Bye, guys. Bye. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Sessons. And special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. And you can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. On next week's episode, we will be talking about 20 feet from stardom. That was a HeadGum Podcast.